Blog Talk Radio. A show that you were Love doing. Blog Talk Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The 11th Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever fantasized about being an actor or an actress? Well, haven't we all? (laughs) That's one of the greatest fantasies in the world. Would you like to learn more about how to become a successful working actor? And the emphasis on that sentence is working. Tell me, have you ever wanted to know how to get discovered? Or better yet, how to get bookings? Can you imagine studying under the legendary Stella Adler? She's taught so many of our most famous, wonderful actors. Tell me, do you know what the difference between an acting teacher and an acting coach is? That's it, acting teacher or acting coach. Now, when was the last time you heard about a fantastic book called The 15 Guideline Map to Booking Technique? Would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful with your acting career? If you can answer yes, or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Today, I will be introducing you to my guest. She is a success coach extraordinaire, and she will provide us with wonderful, inspirational, and informative lessons and some really, really great advice. I'm pleased to announce that our show now has over 1.7 million listeners to date. Also, LinkedIn LinkedIn has announced that my profile was one of the top 5% most viewed during 2012. Now, let me tell you about my guest. She has been entertaining the public since the age of 10. Yes, you heard me right, age of 10. Having grown up in New Rochelle, New York, formal training was as easy as jumping on a train. 
During her senior year, she studied at the Neighborhood Playhouse and went on to England to tackle the prestigious London Academy of Performing Arts. After earning her BFA from Syracuse University, she studied with Stella Adler. She has 40 films, 40 plus films to her credit. She has starred in over 30 plus television shows. On stage, her wacky performance as Bobby Michelle in The Last of the Red Hot Lovers at the Tiffany Theater earned her notoriety in the Marquee Comedy Award. She is a multi-award winning director, writer, producer. As a former personal manager, she owned and operated management company for nine years and has been an international booking coach for close to 20 years. She created the Linden Technique, a 15 guideline map to booking technique that has helped thousands of actors learn how to book jobs and run their business. I'm very pleased to welcome to our show today, Amy Linden. Hi, Amy. How are you doing today? Hi. I feel like I should be 95 with all of that. <laughs> well, you know, after reading it, I feel 95. My gosh, you <laughs> You have quite quite a film, quite a resume. It's just I could go on and on and on. Now, what was it like as a ten-year-old starting your acting career? You know, it's interesting. I was I was talking to my friends about this the other day because they were asking me how long have I been doing this, and I just remembered <laughs> as as ten years old, I've always wanted to be an actress, and I'm sure there are listeners out there that thought about it when they were ten years old. Um, my parents used to send me away to camp, and that's where I learned how to act, and um, and I knew it was for me. And I knew at a young age that that's what I wanted to do. And your parents were totally supportive of this, or were they sort of kind of humoring you? Well, you know what? I, I think it's important to um, support your kids in whatever they want to do. I mean, uh, they didn't take it as far as uh, driving me into the city to audition because I grew up in New Rochelle, which is Westchester. Um, however, I deal every day with parents that take their kids to auditions. I bet and you do. The, yeah, every single day. I mean, my clientele goes from seven years old all the way up to 65 years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so they didn't do that. But I, but as a kid, since I wanted it so bad, uh, I used to be in everything. I mean, every show that you could think of, I was in all the way from junior high to high school. And then when I was old enough, I jumped on a train and studied at the Neighborhood Playhouse in New York City. And okay. then when I was 17, they sent me to London to study Shakespeare at the university. Oh, wow. What was and it like at... at what was it like at 17 going to London? You went by yourself, I assume. No, 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 I didn't. I went with a group of actors from all over the country. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so that was exciting. I got to meet actors from Alaska, from, you know, and then I started seeing Californians, and then I had this dream of going to California. <laughs> and did you go to California? Yes, as soon as I graduated. My uncle's a very famous uh, movie producer. He was the executive producer of Rocky and okay. and uh, uh, Pope of Greenwich Village and The Idolmaker. And so we all followed him out here. So I was actually <laughs> the last of my family to come out to California. Okay. Now, what was it like? Um, how old? You were 17, 18 when you got to California? I was 19. 
19. What was it like? Of course, you were very lucky because you had an uncle who was in the business. So that must have made things a little easier, or did it make it harder? <laughs> Do you want to make me laugh? <laughs> I, am, I am. I think it might have made it harder. It makes it harder. Everybody uh-huh. knows it's really hard to yeah. work for your own family, you know. Oh, sure. Um, you know, it's easier to give strangers a job. Um, he did help me get my SAD card, um, which was good. My first movie was with Andy Garcia, and that was his first movie, too, in a, in a movie called The Night in Heaven. Uh-huh. And so my scene was with Andy Garcia. Oh, that's fantastic. That's my a great very way. first scene ever. <laughs> that's a great way to start. Now, share with my listeners who are my listeners who are out there thinking about going to Hollywood at 19, what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Share the good, the bad, and the ugly about that experience that led to your success story. Well, that would be my pleasure. I have to tell you, the, the first thing that they should do is, because I'm going to tell you all the things that I should have done. Okay. 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 That's good. Mm-hmm. First Great. off, I should have come here with a lot of money. <laughs> because your first year is just acclimating yourself to a different state mm-hmm. and getting your feet on the ground and finding a place to live and setting up your classes. So taking photos and just starting to get your feet wet. The second year, is, and then you, you start to develop some credits and get out there. Year really is um, when you start getting um, a rep. You know, you find a commercial agent, then you then you find a manager, and then you find a theatrical agent. And then the third year is really when you start booking. So um, it takes about three years to really get it going. But a lot of people run out of money after the first year and they go home. Okay, okay. And you hear about that so often. It's such a common story uh for people trying to break make it in Hollywood. What what else would you have done differently? Um, I probably would have partied less. <laughs> you know, the city is so seductive and especially as a teenager coming out here, everything is so exciting, you know? Uh-huh. I, I probably would have just put my face like pedal to the metal and just uh stayed uh to my goals because I think I would have made it a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And I also probably would have um, built some credits from my hometown before okay. coming here. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of work in all over. You know, Hollywood's not the only place to be an actor. And so mm-hmm. I don't want people to think they're less of an actor just because you're not here. Mm-hmm. So you could pretty much be anywhere. I mean, there's productions going on everywhere. Just look look for them. And to just build some tape on yourself and some experience from the local universities doing their thesis projects. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so, you know, try to come here with some experience and something on your resume except for theater, you know? Sure, sure. Now share with us a little bit about uh, the rejection. Uh, what goes – how do you handle that? Because that's a big, big part – of your business, isn't it? Well, I think it's a big part of every business. I think, you know, I mean, honestly, there's rejection everywhere. There's even rejection on the dating sites, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like, 
you know, I think there it's just a, a an ability to handle rejection. Period. Whether you're in this business or whether you're not, um, really maintaining who you are as a person and understanding uh, uh, what it is that you're giving back to um, to the world. You know, like what is the prize? You are the prize, and you are the product. And um, so it's no different than selling a product. The only difference is, as an actor, you are the product. So the rejection is a teeny bit more personal. Yeah, yeah. But it's not any different than somebody selling, um, you know, uh, encyclopedias door-to-door or magazines. <laughs> you know, that's a fantastic observation. I, I just, you know, as a writer, you get so much rejection when you're trying to get your book published and all of that that goes with that. So I kind of uh, think of writing and acting uh, as rejection zones, but you're absolutely positively right that it's a part of everyone who goes into any kind of business these days, isn't it? I believe so. I believe so. I think it's just a question of whether or not you have a strong support system behind you and you mm-hmm. do a lot of work on yourself. You know, um, in in this business, the same reason you don't get a job is the same reason, you know, like the same reason that you wanted to be an actor is the same reason why you're not working. And so that's that's what my business is about. Like, because when you're a kid, you want to be loved. You want to be people that mm-hmm. clap for you. And so that's why a lot of people become actors. And so that same person who wants the approval outside of them, they're not going to get a job because then you're too needy. But okay. I believe that's the same in any business. Sure, absolutely. That is a fantastic observation. Thank you for sharing that. Right now, we're going to take a break and hear about your host. And when we come back with Amy Linden, we're going to talk a little bit about what it was like to study with Stella Adler. We're also then going to talk about her fantastic book, The 15 Guidelines Map to Booking. We'll be right back with Amy Linden. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable, someone who has touched your heart and soul, people who have faced difficult problems, people who fearlessly shared their stories, people who have priceless personalities? I've been fortunate to host a talk show called January Jones Sharing Success Stories, and it's been my privilege to interview hundreds of guests. In my new ebook, we're talking about people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, and even polygamy. Then there are my guests dealing with physical struggles such as blindness, cancer, and birth defects. All of my guests have been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. I look forward to sharing them with you in my new ebook, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones. The introductory offer of $4.99 is now available at Amazon.com. Order it today. Welcome back with my guest, Amy Linden, uh, the author of the 15 Guidelines Map to Booking. Amy, share with us what what it was like to study with Stella Adler, and when did you begin that uh, class? Well, after I graduated Syracuse and came out here, um, I started um, going around to see who the best people were to study with, and I heard that she was going to be here for an entire summer because she was out of New York City. And I didn't get the opportunity to study in New York City after I graduated. I did when I was a kid, but Mm -hmm. um, since I was out in California and I heard she was coming here, I signed up for her class immediately. And the class was packed, you know. Um, Uh 
it's always great to study with with people that that are mentors, you know, somebody mm-hmm. that you really can learn something from. And she was a tour de force in in our business. Um, she she just understood how to communicate and understood the the art of um, your imagination. And her whole philosophy was about expanding your imagination. Because there are two schools of thought. There's the the um, the school of thought, which is the actor studio school of thought, which is you use your own your own experience and bring that to the work. And then Stella Adler was all about your imagination, because mm-hmm. she felt you were limited by your own experience. And so okay. it really opened up my world. Sure. Um, because you know, when you're a kid, you don't you have a, only a limited amount of experience. So I found right. her absolutely right on the money. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like a, a sensible way to go. Now, did you have? Was it hard to get in? Did you have to audition? And uh, how long were you with her at that summer's class? Well, I was with her for three months. Oh, okay. Um, like the whole time she was here. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, you you had to audition to get into her class. So I was lucky enough to get accepted. Okay. Now, how yeah. long of an addition did you have to do, and what did you do? <laughs> well, you just do a monologue, you know. Oh. And so, uh-huh. you know, fortunately, I was trained, you know, because I was acting since I'm 10 years old. So I was trained enough to to make it happen. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, another point. It's that whole thing with um, when opportunity meets um, preparedness. You know, oh, that, right. that equals success. So. Um, I was trained very well by my parents who were, were very disciplined, and they, they taught me discipline on how to be ready for things. Mm-hmm. So I'm always extremely well prepared. Well, okay, that's why you get all the work you have. I mean, when I looked at your resume, I, I couldn't, I mean, have you ever had time to even uh, take a breath? You've been so busy working. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I, I just want to leave a legacy. I don't want to leave without people knowing I was here. Mm-hmm. And and share a little bit about discovering what it's like when you discover your passion and all of a sudden what you're doing, it, it really isn't like work because it's you're so passionate about it. You love doing it. You'd probably do it for free, and I'm sure you have done it for free. Oh, I have. I can't even tell you how many projects I've done for free. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I tell my students that all the time, that it's like being at the free throw line. You have to keep practicing and throw in uh-huh. that shot, you know. So uh-huh. when it's two minutes left in the game, you need to be ready with all those millions of people watching, you know. And so for me, I I do it because I love to do it. And the, the more that I practice, the the when I get a huge opportunity, just like when they get a huge opportunity, it's just another room that they're going into. It's okay. just a lot of people sit around, you know, and wait. And so they should never wait for any any opportunity in their life. They have to create their own. That is such great advice. Now, uh, what did you take away? You worked as a manager and a book coach coach for four years. And uh, what did you take away from? Coach. I've been a booking coach for twenty years and a manager for nine. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I have yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have um I have thirteen people as series regulars right now. Oh wow! On television, that's very, yeah, that's very impressive. Very yeah, like impressive. Adam Brody and uh, Rainy Rodriguez, who's on Austin and Alley, and Josea Chanchez, who's on The Game, and Nadine Velasquez, who was on My Name Is Earl, but now she's on Major Crimes, and Masi Oka, who's on Her Heroes, who and is on Hawaii Five O right now. 
and a little girl that came out here. She had no credits at all, but she had a gymnastic background, and then I trained her for this audition, and she booked 13 episodes on a brand-new series called Mighty Med for Disney XD. But I can go on and on and on about the amount of people. Now, what do you like better, being the actress or being or being the manager or being the booking coach? What's your favorite? Well, I hated uh, managing, so I stopped doing that about almost 10 years ago, but I did it. Okay. Didn't like it. No, I didn't like it at all. It's like um, you're not really as in the trenches with your people. Um, I'm, it's much more exciting for me to to watch someone grow and to see the light in their eyes and to see their dreams become realized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and to, to, to chart their course and to help them along the way. Um, I tell my students I'm like a Russian skating coach, you know, and I yeah. and I treat each one of my students like they're getting ready for the Olympics. And that's really how hard it is to make it, you know, and you have oh, in sure. everything that you do in life, I do believe it has to feel like you're getting ready for the Olympics. Okay, I I can I I that's a great analogy and I can relate to it. Now you created this book called The Fifteen Guidelines Map to Booking, and so tell us about you're a new actor, you just moved to Hollywood, you don't know what to do, and I'm suggesting they should probably go out and buy your book. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, well, I do have people all over the world that have read the book and have never met me personally and are able to book jobs. Um, like, I just had an order from Australia and one from Canada last week. So people all over the world have this book. So it's it's not like you need to personally be with me, not that I'm, like, not want to make some money or something. But, but in all honesty, um, the book is, is that comprehensive. Every chapter is one of the guidelines. And it basically teaches you how to break down the script and get a job. Okay, and this, gonna tell the best story is going to get the job. Okay, sell the best story. I love that because that's basically my business. Um, and this book can apply to others outside of acting and entertainment. It's basically for everyone, isn't it? I believe so. I think that um, to understand... Uh, and contracts, or even if you're a writer, you, you to understand how the actor thinks. Mm-hmm. You know how to how to break down the character, how to break down the script as a writer. If you're a writer, the book would be good for you too. Sure. Right. How long did it take you to write this book? Well, I had been doing the technique myself. Um, when I graduated, I didn't. I couldn't book. I didn't know how to book, and so I created this technique. And then my friend. 20 years ago, asked me to coach her kid for this um, prehysteria, too. And um, I said, oh, okay, I'll do it. And she booked the job, and I thought, hmm, I, I think this might work. And so it just started <laughs> building from there. Okay. And now I teach I teach 85 students a week. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And this is all done online? No. No, I teach no. two classes a week, and then I also do private coaching and private consultations, and I also do... Skype coaching. Okay, and uh, while we're talking about it, why don't you give us your website information and uh, tell my listeners how they can contact you? Well, um, to get, uh, I also have audios on the business um, and the book at thelindentechnique.com, thelindentechnique.com. And then I created a business site for actors where I do video coaching and and I do motivational speeches, and you can watch me coach about 40 different people, and 
I've interviewed okay. with voiceover agents, managers, um, all different kinds of people, and it's called tltaccess.com. It's a private membership site for people okay. that want to learn the business. Oh wow, that's a, that's exciting, and your book is uh, and that's Amy Linden. It's L Y N D O N, and your book is available at Amazon, right? Yes, it's available at Amazon, or you can get it through my website. Okay, perfect, wonderful. You know, we're going to take a break now uh, for a commercial, and when we come back with Amy Linden, we're going to start talking about what we would find, what kind of information we will find when we buy her book or when we sign up for her classes. We'll be right back with Amy Linden. Could your commute or daily exercise routine use a boost? When was the last time you really got the giggles? This is Adele Park, author of Yikes, another quirky audiobook, inviting you to tune in, turn on, and let loose a few good laughs. Yikes, another quirky audiobook is about a marijuana enthusiast named Blue McKenna who gets involved in a reality TV show as a way to cure an apocalyptic case of writer's block. A conglomerate of kooky contestants invades the polygamous community of Naval, Utah to compete in a reality show called Yikes. Things get sticky when Blue McKenna's hemp garden is ignited during an ill-fated seance. Find out what's going down in the desert in Yikes, another quirky audiobook. Visit www.yikesaudiobook.com to learn more. That's www.yikesaudiobook.com. I have both of uh, Adele's audiobooks, Yikes and Jitters, in my car. If you're taking a road trip and want the time to fly, just put one of those in, and I guarantee you will laugh your way all the way to your destination. We're back with Amy Linden, uh, and her. she has an, a fantastic actor site that I, I've gone to, and I highly recommend it. Amy, let's talk about your book and the techniques, the 15 techniques you have for booking, what would we find in Chapter 1? Well, um, let me just first tell you why the book was created. Okay. Um, A lot of reasons why people don't book a job, and the same goes for people who interview for jobs, is because Mm -hmm. they're nervous. Okay. And so much goes into not how much they know, but how much they're affected by the judgment. That comes their way. And Mm -hmm. so I was very nervous going into the room because I was one of those actors, please love me, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I needed to create a way that I can um, protect my instrument, but at the same time be in front of people that are going to decide my fate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why the 15 guidelines was born because I I couldn't book because I was too nervous or I didn't know Mm -hmm. how to get to the material fast enough because I had taken so many scene study classes. So what this does is it it gets to the core of the script very quickly, and it helps you insulate yourself and bring the party in with you rather than expecting them to bring the party to you. You're bringing the party to them initially. Okay, so you're basically taking charge of this uh, interview, aren't you? That's what I'm explaining to you. So Mm -hmm. you are in power and you are in charge of your career and you are in charge of what it is that you're doing. And so 
um, each guideline is a guideline on how to break down a scene. And let's say, um, let's say guideline number 10, which is how do I hear what the other person says from my point of view? Now, the reason why that guideline is important is because casting directors are not supposed to be acting with you. Uh-huh. So when you train, usually train, you're usually getting something from somebody, and in an audition, you don't get anything. Uh-huh. So how do you do that? What do you do, you know? Uh-huh. So you listen to um, not how they're saying it, but what they're saying. And you're, how would your character react to what they're hearing, as opposed to how the person's saying it? Because casting's not going to give you any emotion, so you have nothing to play off of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it basically protects you. And so you can you can be able to react the way you're supposed to react given to what you just heard. Okay. Now, when you're going into this interview, you're going in as the character, aren't you? No, you go in as yourself. Um, go in as yourself. Yeah, you go in as yourself, and then after your little interview, they say, uh-huh. okay, whenever you're ready. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times, they'll start really fast, you know? Uh-huh. Because it's not their job to know your process. Right. It's your job to be ready when they're ready to start. Mm-hmm. So you have to be ready for everything, so your jump off is really important. Because 90% of your script or 90% of your audition is within the jump off. So that's why one of the guidelines is 90% uh, what's your opening emotion. Because 90% of the entire script is, is your opening emotion. Because if it's not strong, you're going to pick up the energy in the room and fall out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're basically coming in with it. Okay. Now, um, yeah, so I mean, you're, you're talking about a technique that takes several months to learn, mm-hmm, um, yeah. which is why I created the business site so they could watch me teach it from outside yeah. of Los Angeles, you know. But inside of Los Angeles, my students come, they get a script, and they break down their script, and they don't rehearse with their partner, and they have to book it on the first take. It's a booking class. Uh Uh-huh. So I teach them how to compete at a high level. Yeah, yeah. And um, in the actual book, The 15 Techniques, what what would we find in Chapter 4? I don't have the guidelines in front of me, believe it or not, but um, <laughs> each, each guideline, it's like I don't know. It's like I don't know, like, each. I just know that every single guideline, um, there's 15 of them, so there's 15 questions to ask yourself, oh, you know? Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, question number five might be, like, what is the key line in the scene? You would find one line of dialogue, and that line is the 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 spine of your character, you know? Um, and the first guideline would be read the read the script ten times. Ten because times. You don't want to make these choices. You read it like a book, like you're reading a novel. So I would rather somebody, instead of directing their scene, watch it being played so they can actually see it and so they don't make these choices that have nothing to do with what the other character is doing because you can't have an argument with somebody unless you know their point of view. Mm-hmm. So it's really really seeing the story and really being able to put yourself in the story and being a part of that. And so if you read it ten times, you'll understand what the story is about. So it says read it ten times, and in one word or one sentence, what is the scene about? And usually you can figure that out by what each character is um, talking about. Like what are they both talking about? And that's how you can figure out what the scene's about. 
Mm-hmm. And this is all very, very important to have done this preparation before you go for your audition and to have yeah, worked on it. Yeah, but you would take all your scene study training and plug it into this technique. This technique is purely to help you book, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know? I, and I like, but I do have several people like Adam Brody never trained anywhere else. There's a lot of people that I have on television today, like Crystal Khalil, who just won an Emmy last year um, uh-huh. for Young and the Restless. She she only uh-huh. trained in this technique. So oh, really? Like you have to train in a hundred different places to get a job. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if I could tell you the one way for somebody to make it as an actor, um, I would be on a yacht going to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd I'd love to be along with you. <laughs> but basically, but honestly, everybody's everybody's got their own journey. But what this technique uh-huh. does is it gives you a template on how uh-huh. to break down a scene, so you cover all the details in the scene because the brilliance is in the details. Okay. And you need to be brilliant in order to compete. You can't just be good. It's so competitive out there, isn't it? It's competitive. I think it's competitive with every job that you go out for, um, for any job, even if you're uh, uh, doing commercials in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's competition. Um, it's depending on the market, you know. I mean, there's a lot more product out here and there's a lot more people, but let's say if you're in, let's say, Louisiana, there's less people and less and less projects, so it's pretty much you're in the same boat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. Now, if they come out as a new actor, they just moved to Hollywood. They uh, haven't had booking. They Hopefully they have some uh, credits from where they've come from. What are their chances? How, how, it well, sounds- the, first thing I, the first thing I tell people to do is set up a career consultation so I could sit down and teach you how to build a business. Because uh-huh. there's a lot of people that are great actors, but they don't know how to build a business. And so okay. let's say they're an A-plus actor and they have like an F or a C-minus package. They're going to get an F or C-minus representation, and then they're going to be frustrated. So I'll have them come out here and I can teach them how to build a comprehensive package. Or uh-huh. at your house, build a comprehensive package. So your pictures match your resume, which matches your demo reel, which matches you. And watch a lot of television because you have to look like you're on television in order to be on television. Okay, okay. <laughs> and where do they get this demo video made? Oh, there's there's so many places out here to do that. There's so many places. I could point them in, in the right direction. But mm-hmm. they would have to first figure out what show they should be on. And so they can actually write, um, or there are people that write it for you, just a one-page scene, all you need is 45 seconds three different characters from three different kinds of shows. Let's say let's say you're a kid and you want to do like a, a Nickelodeon kind of show like um, Ant Farm, and then, then you might want to do a, a Grey's Anatomy where you're a sick kid in the hospital. You know what I'm saying? A drama mm-hmm, scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can see where to put you. Okay. Because a lot of people come out here and they think, well, I've got a lot of talent. Everybody should stop what they're doing and and hire me. <laughs> yeah, doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, unfortunately, and their their heart gets gets broken, and I'd like to stop a lot of people from having broken hearts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I guess you see a lot of that. Let's talk a little bit, uh, Amy, about your uh, winning director, writer, producer, some of the films that you make, and do you enjoy filmmaking? Is that your your passion? 
I love directing. I'm not really interested in producing, um, but I love directing okay. and I love writing like you love writing. Um, I don't write as much because you have to be by yourself and I like to be with people. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, you had to talk to yourself. That's not healthy. So, um, but I love directing because it's, it's a natural progression. I actually just won a directing award um, at the beginning of the year for a short film that I did called The Whiskey Girls. But I got a directing award from the the New York International Film Festival okay, at Raleigh okay. Studios. It was really cool. Oh, that's that's really nice. And then yeah. your com your comedy teaser. I want to marry Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working on getting that made. It's really funny. But um, but I, what I'm most proud about was a movie that I made called Odessa, which starred the uh-huh. late Dr. King's um, Dr. Martin Luther King's youngest daughter, well, actually, oldest daughter, Yolanda uh-huh. King, who just passed a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I made that about 10 years ago, and then I've written the screenplay to back it. So those of you who are, are budding filmmakers always make a short as part of your screenplay or a teaser as part of your screenplay so people can understand where it's going. So it's been through seven producers, but now it's sitting at Lionsgate. So hopefully if anybody at Lionsgate is listening, let's yeah. move up the ladder, guys. Let's get it going. <laughs> well, it sounds wonderful. And uh, was it a biography? What kind of a film was no, it? No, it's not. It's, it's actually a love story between this um, uh, woman from uh, 1969, 1970 during the Civil Rights Movement. Uh-huh. And she uh, she goes to uh, this family, the Spinelli's upstate New York, and and the little girl's getting bullied. So, and then poor Odessa, her son is in jail for a, a crime he didn't commit. Um, so they basically pull each other up and teach each other forgiveness and and how to stand up for what's right as long as nobody gets hurt. And so oh, wow. they inspire each other. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she inspires Lisa to stand up for herself, and Lisa inspires her to get her son out of prison. Wow. I'm so sorry to hear that she's passed on. She must have been quite young. Yes, she was only 53. Oh, dear. Great, great woman. I was honored to work with her. But if you guys want to watch the the short, it was shot on 35 millimeter. It's 27 minutes long. It's on my mm-hmm. production site called IamEnoughProductions.com, and you can go watch it on there. Okay, wonderful. Right now we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back with Amy Linden, we're going to talk about what success means to her, if she has any regrets, and what advice she has for you, those of you who are listening out there and would like to become actors. We'll be right back with Amy Linden. Second time around can be better. Second timers try harder. Looking to have a rewarding second marriage? any marriage, read Successful Second Marriages by Patricia Bubash. She interviews a variety of couples that have succeeded in their second attempt. Each story reflects that the second marriages can be tough going, yet be the best of the best. Learn from these couples who share their intimate stories, how they struggled with difficulty and have thrived. Stories such as, Our kids drove us apart. We separated five times in four years. Four months into our marriage, my 85-year-old father-in-law came to live with us. One year into our marriage, I was diagnosed legally blind. Death of my eldest child brought grief, depression into our new marriage. Successful Second Marriages is encouraging, hopeful, inspiring. 
available on Amazon.com in book form and ebook. Read Pat's musings at www.successfulsecondmarriages.com. Pat's book is great, and like most of you, I'm in a second marriage, and I highly recommend it for everyone out there. We're back with Amy Linden, and Amy, I'm looking at your um, resume, and you won um, the Spirit of Moondance Award for Best Family Screenplay in the Moondance International Film Festival as a director. Uh, Her world premiere play, The Parasites, was produced by the Met Theater to sold-out audiences. You must be so proud and so pleased with your film career. I really am, and, you know, I I would like to start directing feature films. Um, Unfortunately, I have um, thousands and thousands of actors that I've worked with, and so it's Mm -hmm. so easy for me to cast them. You know, it's like in-house casting, you know. Um, and we have a shorthand, so I'm lucky and happy to say that I get all the projects that I've ever done under budget and well before the time wow. because uh, we, we get to the scenes quickly. <laughs> that's that's quite an accomplishment in Hollywood, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you that's why a lot of filmmakers hire the same people over and over again. Nope, nope, yeah. Yeah, because they, they trust count. them and they know how yeah. they work and, and they have a shorthand so they can get to where they need to get to faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've had some interviews uh, recently with, on the show with uh, Stephen Simon and he produced and directed uh, Somewhere in Time and several other movies called oh my, cult oh my classics. Yeah, they're very popular movies. And now he's doing a spiritual cinema circle, which has become his passion. And I think when you're doing anything creative, if it can if you can become passionate about it, most generally you will succeed, don't you agree? Well, that's what Donald Trump says. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> well, didn't he say that? He said, you know, if you can if you absolutely positively love what you do, then you will yeah. shine and and success comes to you. I think a lot of people are sitting on their success. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, and I see it a lot, you know, and I'm constantly, there's this guy, he works at CVS, he's probably mm-hmm. in his 40s, and I encourage him every time that I speak to him, and he's also a member of TLT Access, which keeps him inspired, you know, um, mm-hmm. that he can get out of that job, and he can do the life that he wants to do. And I think a lot of people believe that they can't, uh-huh. so they uh-huh. don't even try. Yeah, yeah. So I encourage him to try. And so he feels good about that. Sure, sure. Now, when you look back at your long career, what does all this success mean to you uh, in retrospect? And when you look back on what you've been through, has it all been worth it? Well, I don't think I'm that much of a success in my mind. So, oh, therefore, no. <laughs> I keep striving every day to become uh-huh. more. Um, I, I think that, yes, I've been successful at what I've done and then the, the people that have that have become successful because of what I, I've created, that I'm proud mm-hmm. of. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm also proud of the, the fact that I could hire my students in the work that I do um, mm-hmm. because it makes it one big family. Um, but there's, there's always more that I want to achieve, you know, um, mm-hmm. and more that I want to put out there in the world so people can feel that, that they're capable of, doing anything that they put their mind to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in terms of saying that I'm a success, yeah, perhaps at what I've accomplished so far. But um, the best is yet to come, January. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love hearing that. Now, before we get to the best that's yet to come, and I know it will come for both of us, dear. <laughs> that's right, girl. <laughs> when you when you look back, um, do you have any re- regrets that you could share with us, or things? Oh, you absolutely. Wish- I don't think your show is long enough. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? You got to fall down a whole bunch of times in order to be up to do what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, to tell you the God's honest truth, um, and you know, and I got to tell you, I have not been afraid to fall on my face, and mm-hmm. I've done it a lot. Um, I would say one of the biggest things that I probably would have liked to have done was get out here sooner. Okay. When I was more of the, when I was a child, because oh, okay. I wanted it then. So as soon as I possibly could have left my parents' house, I should have just flown out here and done it. Instead of going to London? Instead of going to London, instead of going to college, instead of doing everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I would have done. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I'm, I you can't take back what you've done because everything that I've right. done has made me who I am today. Sure, sure. But if I were to do it again, that's what I would do. Okay. And I would have dumped a couple of the guys I was dating and <laughs> yeah. But that's a whole other show. Yeah, that's a yeah, that'll be a, a complete other show for for both of us, too. Yeah, right? Congratulations on your second marriage. How when did you get married? 43 years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> Good for isn't, you. Isn't that so amazing? Keeper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's quite an amazing little story I have. I was a very young widow, and I was fortunate enough to meet uh, the second Mr. Wright, and it was 43 years ago, which we will be celebrating this year. So I am a proponent. I advocate second marriages for everyone. Well, I think, third, he, I think he should be on the show, and both of you should talk about why it works. <laughs> Well, that, I'm that you, a lot of people would want to know that. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to think about that one. That one might be uh, over the top, totally over the <laughs> I, I top. I, I think all of our kids and grandchildren would probably disown us if we ever went public about the whole thing. Oh, Let's, that's uh, <laughs> be, Before we close up uh, the show, Amy, this wonderful, wonderful show. It's been so great getting to know you and hear about your success story. Would there be one lesson or technique that you would share with your students today that would help them most? What would it be the one thing that they need to do or know? They need to look in the mirror and they need to say, I am enough, exactly as I am. Oh, wow. And that's what they need to say. See, I I made that trademark. I own that trademark, I am enough, because I've been struggling with that my entire life. And uh-huh. it's a, I believe a through line for most people. You are enough exactly as you are. Fantastic. That is so powerful. How brilliant of you to trademark it. That's terrific. Now, uh, before we go, what was your most favorite, what was the most favorite TV show that you did that where you had the most fun and where you felt the most comfortable? Um, There's so many of them. 
Yeah, I've, I've worked a lot. But years ago, yeah. I did a, a, a show called Freddy's Nightmares with um, uh, uh, Tony Dow from, he played my oh. much older boyfriend in it, and I was his little bimbo uh, mm-hmm. princess, Jewish-American princess um, fiancé. And uh-huh. um, Sandal Bergman <laughs> was in it, too. And I did several episodes of it, and um, it was my most favorite character ever. Her name was Mary Beth, and you guys, you probably could look it up and find it. Okay, Mary Beth, that sounds like, and Tony Dow, oh my gosh, I remember having a crush on him. Everyone <laughs> had a crush on him. He was gorgeous, wasn't he? <laughs> well, he was he was gorgeous in this too, but he was significantly significantly older than me, and I kind of uh-huh. liked that. Well, you've worked with so many celebrities, and I hope that you will come back again and share some more stories about Hollywood films and uh, how to be successful. And I, you know, you certainly you are enough, and I hope all of your uh, students will become enough too. They will, and thank you so much. Anytime you want me, I'm here. Okay, thank you, dear. To my wonderful listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our show today. My upcoming guests for the rest of the week are all exciting, eclectic, energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and they will astonish you, just like Amy did today. This is the show where you hear inspiring information that will help you to become successful, too. I would love to personally welcome you to our wonderful No Whining World. We love sharing our stories, struggles, and secrets for success. It's our hope we can encourage all of our listeners to emulate our guests today and every day. Now, remember my mantra. If you think it, then you can do it. So for now, dear friends, please stop with the whining and then start smiling And then start sharing our success show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Again, thank you to my wonderful guest, Amy Linden. This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Story. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. 
No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 